I'm Christy Code Red, and you're listening to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle, where we believe food holds the power to heal or poison, and we believe our society has been misled regarding proper nutrition and weight loss. You're in the right place if you're looking for some straight up truth, because I'm here to shed light on the lies and brainwashing that has taken place over the past five decades. Thanks so much for listening. Welcome back, everyone, to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. I am Christy Code Red. I am so glad you're here. And I got to tell you, that sounds so cheesy because I listen to a lot of podcasts. And I skip past the first part of people's message. A, they're usually pushing some sort of product or it's just it's just going too long for me or whatever. But I don't want to hear their bull crap, right? I mean, like, it's like, oh, thank you to all my viewers. But I really actually really, really appreciate each and every one of you because at the time of this recording, so far, it's July 2019. I don't know when this is going to air. It'll just be put in line. But I am in the top 30 best podcasts, highest rated podcast of all fitness and nutrition. And then you tied it in, in the untitled. <laughs> Editors, don't edit that out. Leave it in. Leave all the mistakes in. In the entire United States. Can you guys believe that? I mean, what are we like? I mean, we're not even 20 episodes in and I'm already in the top 30. I just can't believe that. And that is 100% because of you. Believe me, that is not lost on me. I can't do this without you. I can't do this by myself. I need you. I need you, the viewers, the, to, I need you to review and rate. I need you to listen and download. I need you to spread the message. I need you to... I need you guys. I can't do this just to listen. I talk to myself all the time around the house. Okay. Uh, you know, I am so appreciative of each and every one of you. I never would have thought that rebel weight loss and lifestyle would have taken off the way it has. I really didn't like, I mean, I have big dreams for myself, right? I actually can visualize myself accomplishing certain things, but I never visualized that the podcast would be huge, probably because I didn't think that I was you know, I don't have an MD and, and I'm not some, I don't know. I, I have been some pretty big things. You know, I had my own show on MTV. I was a celebrity trainer. You know, I've spoken on some pretty big stages, but I guess I just, I don't know what I thought, but I just think it's really cool. And I just want to say thank you to, to you guys, because without you, this would not have happened. Last time I did the podcast, I, um, and I have my phone right here for those of you watching and you can see, and I'll put this up to the camera. There are some, a lot of people who have reviewed my podcast and I wanted to read. I actually was trying to find the one star review too. I did get, I think one or two of those and I was going to read that in all fairness because you know, I mean, keeping it real, right? Let me scroll down because I read a couple of these last time, but I got to, I got to give these people a shout out. Now, some of these handles, these names, I can't, I don't know, but this is from CJDP. FE 2013. <laughs> I know I'm just reading it like it is. I found this program. It is the only program that works for me. I have done all kinds of program. I read the book. And by the way, when she's talking about the book, she talked about the code red revolution book, my book, I just refer to it as the book. I don't ever like, well, my book and my staff and my coaches and my leaders. I've just like, I learned from my boxing career. It's a we thing. Like it, it takes a village. It takes a team. And so the book, I always just call it the book, you know, because that, that's the one we're all talking about. And that's the one that's changing lives. Anyway, I read the book, so much information, did a couple of challenges, followed her rules. It works. FYI, my daughter was borderline diabetic type two. She is not now, nor will she ever be. Thank you, Christy, for your words and knowledge. 
that's oh golly sorry everybody that's really wonderful whoever you are cj d p f e thank you you're cheering up i appreciate that now i can't see the screen hold on sorry <laughs> jeez why does that get me when people talk about their kids it just gets me every time this is from Set Namakor. Set Namakor. Christy is great. I am not someone who match who watches TV much or spends time on social media, but this podcast came up when I was looking for a new fitness podcast. Lately, there have been a lot of coddling and enabling in the form of so-called compassion on other shows I used to like. She tells it like it I need to hear. She's direct, funny, and relatable to me. She's not out here telling you to feel okay about your bad food choices. I look forward to many more episodes. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Thank you so much. Goodness gracious! I tell you, you want to get me. You want to get me in tears. You just bring up your kids. That that is just. Whew, sorry, everybody. Oh, you know, you think I'm just a jerk. I'm so hard-hearted. I'm actually really soft-hearted. This is from Kayleen Sharmony. I'm, I think it's Kayleen S. Harmony, and she says, "Thank you, Christy. Your answers to all the questions were awesome. I love listening." to you. And there it is right there. You guys, thank you so much for the shout out. I'll start next week with somebody else, maybe three more people. Maybe I'll start doing this, maybe like three people a week. Let me dry my tears. My Lord, I'm sitting here crying. Those of you watching on YouTube, you can see, golly, anytime I tell you, I just have such a special spot in my heart for kids. I love, 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 love kids. Love, love, love kids. I do. I never wanted to have any of my own kids. In fact, I decided at a young age of even of 14 that I knew that I never wanted to have kids, but I don't know. I can't explain it, but I have such a soft spot in my heart for kids because I believe the childhood obesity is all of our problem. We all need to pitch in. We all need to spread the word. We all need to re-educate our kids on what they're learning now, which is wrong, which is a great segue into this podcast. Oh, how did I do that? I tell you, it was the Holy Spirit. A great segue into this podcast. It is learning is important, but unlearning is also important. And let me give just a shout out to Joyce Meyer. I listen to a lot of Joyce Meyer podcasts. Um, she's been on this planet for a very long time at Joyce Meyer Ministry. I love Joyce Meyer. She's a lot like me. She communicates a lot like me, just very real. Doesn't try to say, say things that are perfect or look perfect or act perfect. She just is who she is. And I love that. And I gravitate towards her. And I heard her teach on something like this. And I like to take her stuff and put my own spin on it in exchange for the fact that I get so much material from Joyce Meyer Ministry. I actually give to her ministries every month. I have a I'm a partner with her and I, I have a, a certain amount of money that goes out every month to Joyce Meyer ministry. So probably because I mean, not out of guilt because I love to pour into that ministry, but I do get a lot of material from Joyce Meyer. Anyway, she was teaching kind of along the li same lines of this. And I was like, oh, hot dog. I need to totally talk about this because unlearning and learning. So people are always saying like, Oh, you got to learn. Oh, we all want to learn. Well, we're learning here today. Well, I'm going to a workshop to learn and I'm doing this to learn. And we learn through high school. We learn through grade school. We learn through college. Well, I learned those big mistakes. Learn, 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 learn. And I, I, I absolutely get that. I say the same thing too. But what about all the crap 
that we have to and have had to unlearn. What about the fact that I was with a guy when I was 18 years old who not only physically beat me up, but verbally beat me up, verbally abused me, that tore me down all the time, told me I would never amount to anything. In fact, I lived with him in this little town in North Carolina, and there was a dumpy little community college called Coastal Carolina Community College. And guys, this was like freaking 25 years ago, 30 years ago, something like that. So please, if it's a nice college now, maybe it's shut down. I don't know. I'm just telling you, my, these are my memories. It was kind of just a, a dumpy little community college. And I desperately, I'd always dreamt of being a nurse. I wanted to be a nurse so bad. And I wanted to go to nursing school. And you know, I was just 18 years old and I would would drive by to my job in home health care. I was a home health care CNA and I would drive by the Coastal Carolina Community College. I got to Google that and see what it looks like now. And I would see all these kids going into college class with their little backpacks on. And I wanted so bad to go to college, so bad I wanted to go to college. And he constantly told me that I was too dumb and that I would never amount to anything. And just to forget my dreams of going to college, just forget it because that'll never happen. And I'm never going to do anything with my life. He had such a manipulative way and he's still to this day, I don't, obviously I don't know him now, but from what I've seen online of him and what I've heard from other people, he is just as manipulative, if not more, because he's had 25 years to perfect his craft. And he would just had a way of just smirking at me. And I would just say, like, I, I want to go to college. And he would just smirk. And he would just look over at me and say, you are too dumb to go to college. You came from Orfino, Idaho. You know, you are never going to amount to anything. And you were a poor kid. And you were raised in a trailer. And he used every angle that he could to get me to believe that I was poor. I mean, to the point of driving me to a strip club and forced me out of the car to go in and get a job stripping because those girls made good money. And I didn't want to strip. I mean, I didn't want to strip. I don't know how to dance. I don't want to strip. Like, that's not the way I was raised. Like, I mean, I joke about it. I'll joke about, like, people say, well, I can't buy a custom program. I'm like, yeah, you can go get a job stripping and you can make some money and earn a custom program. I joke about it, but I was not raised that way. I have more respect for my body than that. And that's not the path I want to go down. So I kept working for peanuts as a home health care CNA. And he just laughed at me day in and day out. And I would just, sometimes I would go and park and I would just stare at the kids walking in. And I'd be like, oh, and it was just, I would just imagine myself being one of those college kids because I wanted so bad to go to college. I've always dreamt of going to college. And he constantly told me that over and over. So you want to talk about unlearning all those horrific things that I was told. I am smart enough. I was smart enough to go to college. In fact, I excelled in college. I got great grades. I was always at the top of my class. I loved it. I thrived. I had to retake a couple of classes like most people sometimes do, but I loved it. I loved it, loved it, loved it. But it took me years to undo that damage because I didn't go to college till many years later. I was what they call a non-traditional student. That's how I got into boxing, to pay my way through college because I didn't have enough money to be able to go. Nobody helped me. Nobody paid my way through college. I didn't get a scholarship. My parents didn't pay my way. So I had to unlearn all those negative words. Look, if you live in a household and you are lucky enough 
to live in a wonderful household where your parents pour into you and they foster this environment of creativity and openness and open communication and they talk things out. They don't, you know, if you live in a household where you have those kind of parents who absolutely pour into you, that is great. But most people listening to me right now didn't come from that kind of household. You might have come from a, a household where you had parents that were just jerks to you. Your parents might have never gone above this level. They might have never reached anything. Maybe they're, they maybe I'm not going to start calling out careers here because I don't want to offend anybody, but you know what I'm saying. Maybe your parents didn't even graduate high school. Maybe they didn't even get a GED. And maybe they just got pregnant. Maybe, you know, your mom and your dad, you know, were screwing around. They shouldn't have been in high school and they got pregnant with you. And the mom decided to drop out. and The dad decided to go, you know, work in a convenience store in the Chevron. Never finished high school or never went on to college. Never really got a post high school, some sort of a trade or a marketable skill. And that is as high as they went. And you're noticing or maybe your parents put those limiting thoughts on you and maybe you're decades later and you're still fighting those limiting thoughts or maybe you're a kid listening to me right now and you've got parents that are putting those limiting thoughts on you right now let me tell you something parents you want to get me fired up you want to get me just like the sweat kind of coming over the top of my lip and under my arms and freaking fired up mad say something like that to your kids in front of me Say something like that to your kids. Let me hear you and you and I are going to have some words. We're going to go around the side of the building and I'll guarantee you will never say those words to your kids again. How dare you say that to your children? How dare you put those limiting thoughts in their mind? Oh, well, honey, you want to be a doctor? Oh, honey, why don't you be a mommy? You can be a mommy. Yeah, she can be a mommy if she wants to. She wants to be an astronaut. That's your job, parents. Your job is to pour into your kids. Your job is to make sure they never, they never feel a limitation ever because your kids don't have limitations. The sky is the limit to your kids. Don't you dare breathe or utter one single word about, well, <laughs> you know, oh, NASA doesn't take kids like you. Well, you better get your grades up then. I tell you, my sister says something funny. I think Anne-Marie said, I want to be an astronaut. And Carrie said, well, you better learn your near nines, your timetables. <laughs> that I think was funny because that was a good way of saying, well, hey, listen, you know, my dad said something to me one time and he was totally right. You know, I was, um, I loved playing high school basketball, but I wasn't very good. And I didn't have a coach that really believed in me too much. A coach didn't. And I know that I'm sounding like a typical, I don't think the coach liked me too much and didn't play me very much. And maybe that quite possibly could have been that I just wasn't very good. And that's totally fine. I get that too. As a coach, as having been a coach myself, it's hard being a coach and it's hard when you're dealing with your people's kids and stuff. So maybe I really wasn't that good, but man, I love basketball. And I said to my dad one time, I said, oh man, dad, I want to go to college on a basketball scholarship. And my dad rightfully said this to me. He said, oh yeah, Christy? Well, you better make sure you have a ball in your hand every waking second of every day. You handle that ball. You're constantly practicing. You're constantly, because we had a basketball hoop right next to our house. And he just said, hey, you want to go to college on a basketball scholarship? Then you better handle this ball every waking second of every day. And he was right. So I'm not talking about that, parents. I'm not talking about you just sitting your kids down and having a good, long, hard talk about how it's going to be hard, but they can do it. I'm talking about you laughing at your kids when they share their dream at you with you. 
Even your body language, even your facial expressions. Guys, those guys are little sponges. Every little thing you do. And, oh, you're putting pressure on parents. Oh, yeah, of course I'm putting pressure on parents. You decided to have a kid. That innocent child did not ask to be born. So you need to take responsibility for your actions. Your job is to foster an environment where that child sees no limitations. None. Because you don't want to have to have them unlearn crap that they learn from you. You don't want to have that blood on your hands. You don't want to have your kid going into counseling because you screwed them up so bad with all your negative talk. Well, I'll tell you what, psh, like even just that, like psh, your kid says, you know, look, I, you know, your kid's going to want to change their mind a hundred times. Look, every little girl wants a horse. Thankfully, I actually got to have a horse when I was little. I remember the very earliest memory I had. I know I'm all over the map here this morning. The earliest memory I have is wanting a horse. The earliest, when we lived in California and I was really, really, really little, the earliest member I have was asking my dad if I could have a horse before we moved to Idaho, before I was raised and I actually could have a horse. So your kid's gonna change their mind a hundred times. Guess what you're doing, parent? You are gonna clap for them. Hey, I think you will make a great janitor, little Johnny. Yes, you will. You'll be the best janitor than anybody has ever seen. You're gonna hard working janitor, absolutely, buddy. You wanna be a garbage truck driver? Fantastic, little Sally. Yeah, they hire girl garbage truck drivers. I think that's gonna be a great idea. Oh, you wanna be a cook? You want to be a chef? You're going to be the best chef that anybody's ever seen. You're going to make foods that we couldn't even believe can be made. That's going to be you, Sally. You're going to be the best chef ever. That's your job, parents. You don't want to plant seeds of horrible thoughts like that, limiting beliefs like that, that an adult has got to unlearn. You know, I've been transparent about the way I was raised. I was raised poor. My parents did not live life believing in credit. And so they paid cash for everything and whatever was left after all that was paid is what we lived on, right? Well, there wasn't much left at the end of the month. Let me tell you, we didn't get Christmas presents. We didn't get birthday presents. We didn't get vacations. We didn't get new clothes, new shoes. We got hand-me-downs from our cousins in Twin Falls and we were thankful for it. Let me tell you, all of us girls had jobs as early as the age of nine or 10 years old, paid jobs. Because I heard the words from them, and they didn't mean anything by this, but I heard these words from them a lot. I heard, well, you know what? We just can't afford that. There's just no money for that. We can't afford it. Well, we can't afford it, all right? There's just no money, girls. I'm sorry. We just can't afford that. You know, my, we would go to a restaurant, which we hardly ever did, and my mom would, I mean, she's going to cringe when she hears me say this right now, but I mean, she did, and, and I get it. I get it. I get it. We would want to go out to a restaurant, but we couldn't have any soda pop. First of all, we never drank soda because we couldn't afford it. And we never could order soda at the, because it was expensive and it jack up the bill too high. And my mom would say, and we, she'd go, can I get y'all something to drink? You know, the waitress. And we would go, mom, can I have a Pepsi? And mom would say, no, waters, waters for everybody. No, waters, 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 you know? Or she'd give us the look like this, like, you know, those of you watching on YouTube right now, you're seeing the look that, you know, moms, you do that, that kind of look. <laughs> And, you know, and so I, I grew up with a lack mentality and my parents just did the best that they could. Believe me, they did better than their parents. Believe me. But my parents did the best they could. But I grew up with this lack mentality that I was always going to be poor and that I was always going to have to struggle with money. And that's just how people were. That's just what happened. And then I, I mean, up until not very long ago, I just didn't think there was another way. 
I just always thought I would be living paycheck to paycheck, struggle, 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 struggle. So I had to unlearn so many thoughts and beliefs and behaviors that fed into a lack mentality, a poor person's mentality, you know, um, playing to not lose instead of playing to win. And finally, now I'm completely over that. I mean, you want to talk about, I've done a complete 180. I am so very frugal with my money and very wise and smart about what I do with my money. I mean, uh, all my money goes back in a code red anyway. I don't, you know, Miles and I take a couple of trips, but I am still, I don't squander it, but I do not have a lack mentality. My mentality is fixed because I had to unlearn those behaviors by working with Natasha, by going through her program, by talking to Miles, who did very well in his career and was able to retire at 49 years old. Well, you can't do that if you're not good with money, you know? And is able to carve out the exact life that he wants. Well, I watched him for years. I watched him and I, and I was like, I want to be like him. How do those kind of people act? And I mimicked his behaviors and I mimicked his words and his thought process about money. And I finally unlearned those behaviors. I finally unlearned that lack mentality and I learned how to have a rich mentality, a wealthy mentality. I'm overflowing. So it goes beyond blessed. It is blessed. But I think the Bible says I will lend and not borrow. There are so many Bible references to having an abundant life. And I believe that that's what I have now. But I had to unlearn so many things. How about weight loss? Oh my gosh, you guys. Oh my gosh. I mean, so much of us were raised since grade school, middle school, high school, college, even my nutrition classes in college. My plate and the food pyramid, right? Yep. My plate and food pyramid. My plate is fairly new. The food pyramid's been out since for decades. And the food pyramid is the single biggest reason single biggest disaster in human history. The biggest reason why we are the sickest and the fattest in human history. Why we have an abundance of disease. 88% of all diseases are caused by what we do, our lifestyle, our decisions. They're preventable. But we're all just doing what we were taught. We were all just taught, well, it's just you eat healthy whole grains. Well, there's nothing healthy and there's nothing whole about grains. I'm here to tell you, well, you know, you need... 9 to 11 servings of grains a day, or you need, um, you need uh, 4 to 6 servings of fruit a day. No, you do not. Your liver can't hold that much fructose. It can't hold that much fructose. So what does it do? It stores the rest as fat. So no, there is so much, you know, oh, you need to eat frequently throughout the day. You need to eat six times every two hours. Are you kidding me? That has caused a whole host of metabolic disaster. Eating frequently, as you guys know from podcast one or two or three, one of my top three biggest lies in weight loss is for the dangers of frequent eating. And we were all taught that in school. And the government guidelines came out, and that is when we got sick, 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 sick. So you guys come into Code Red, and some people are coming to Code Red in their 60s, 70s, 80s, and they're completely having this huge paradigm shift and unlearning low fat and they're unlearning. Well, you got to eat less and move more. Oh, really? Not only is that flawed and wrong, but it's absolutely impossible to 
exercise off your weight problem. Well, you got to eat frequently. Oh, really? You're beating up your intest- your digestive system. You're draining yourself of tons of energy and you're triggering insulin all day long. You got high levels of insulin all day long. Oh, you got to eat healthy whole grains. Really? Because most grains will spike your blood sugar faster than a Snickers bar. We've got genetically modified grains that are making us very sick. We have grains that are devoid of any kind of nutrition. All these things, all these lies, all this terrible education, not even backed by science. Now we're having to unlearn all of that wrong information. We're having to relearn a different way of doing things. We're having to relearn how to eat meat, vegetables, nuts, eggs, seeds, seafoods, and fat. And we're eating two meals a day on Code Red. Well, I'll tell you what. That's got to be unhealthy. Really? Show me the data that that's unhealthy and show me how eating frequently is healthy. Show me that data. I'll wait right here. Yeah, show me. Email it to me. Thanks. We have data that backs up that eating two meals a day is absolutely healthy and sustainable and the best for overall health and weight loss. The Code Red lifestyle is a way that we unlearn what you used to think and teach you what you need to know, which is what I love about the 10 pound takedown. We're registering people for a 10 pound takedown right now. What I like about the 10 pound takedown, yeah, it's great you can win prizes. Yeah, it's great that you get an incentive gift. Yeah, it's great that we track water sleep and a weight. Yeah, it's great that I give you a tracking sheet and I give you a food list and I give you a what to eat, what not to eat list. I give you the rules list, all that's great. But I think the biggest, most awesome part of the 10 pound takedown is the fact that every single day for 30 days, I come alive to you and I teach you why. What is the science, the data and the research behind eating high fat? What are the benefits to eating high fat? What are the detriments? Are there any detriments to eating high fat? Because we eat a high fat lifestyle on Code Red. Well, I tell you, it's gotta clog the arteries. Actually, it doesn't, no. Arteries are not clogged from high fat. We talk about that. How about salt? Uh, One day we teach you how salt is not the enemy. You need salt. You need more than what you think. Every day, why is exercise not a way to address your weight problem? I unlearn, I help you unlearn what you used to know, and then I re-teach you. We are not demonizing exercise. Of course, you guys know I exercise every day, but it is not a way to address your problem. And I explain all of this to you. That is what's so valuable, invaluable about the 10 pound takedown. The fact that I teach you every day, you have to unlearn and then relearn. It is so sad that we have so many people and I look at heavy people and I, you're walking through Costco and I'll see some or wherever, you know, I see heavy people out there and When I see a heavy person, I don't think like, oh, lazy, no willpower, you know, sloth, dumb. I don't think any of those things when I see a heavy person. I don't think any of those things. That person does not know what they don't know. Now, again, there is a percentage of people who do know and they choose otherwise, and that's fine. But the majority of people don't mean to poison their kids with goldfish crackers. They don't mean, they don't want to poison their kids. They think buying the low-fat Snackwell's cookie is a better option for their kids. They honestly do. They honestly think they're just doing what they were taught. They don't mean to poison their children. Nobody wants to do that. They think that the whole wheat bread from Wonder is 
better than the, than the white bread from Wonder. You know, they don't know the nature of the trap. They don't know what they don't know. They're only doing what they were taught. They're only doing what they learned. And that person just needs to unlearn and relearn, relearn the code red way. We believe we have a good grasp on weight loss and overall good health and how to get you there in the most painless way. But guys, no matter what, whether we're talking about weight loss or we're talking about your childhood or we're talking about abusive behaviors, or we're talking about parenting, whatever we're talking about, learning is absolutely vital. But unlearning, oh my gosh, undoing some of the damage that you might have been exposed to or you might have done yourself or whatever the situation is, that is vital also. Learning is important, but unlearning is also important. Thank you, Joyce Meyer. I care about each and every one of you. I do. Look at my face. You see my gentle eyes. You see how passionate I am. I am passionate. But let me make one thing very clear. I am not here to screw around. You want to come on Code Red? You better be ready for it. All right. We are not going to sit around and sing Kumbaya and blow kisses at each other and tell you it's okay. You had a hard day. It's okay to have a bottle of wine. We're not going to do that. So you come on Code Red. You prepare to be 100% compliant. Do I make myself clear? I am not here to deal with a bunch of snowflakes. I ain't got time for that. There are 300 million people in the United States. 33% of them are obese. Okay. They need me. You're going to screw around with me? I'll go to the next guy. You come on Code Red when you're ready and when you're serious. And that's why a 10-pound takedown is so great, because for $47, you can see if you even like it. I might be too much for you to take, and that's okay, because I ain't changing. Go somewhere else. I'm not changing the way I am. This world needs me, and this world needs me exactly the way I am right now. And you know what? While I'm at it, the world needs you too. The world needs you to show up exactly the way you are. The world does not need another Christy Code Red. The world needs you to shine in your gifts and your calling and what you were put on this planet to do. Do you understand me? Stop trying to be, start trying to admire everybody else. Wow. Oh, wow. Scrolling through Instagram. Wow. I wish I, I wish I, I wish I. Don't even say those words anymore. You have something down deep in here, down deep in here brewing. Stop being so afraid to let it out. You've got to show up. You hear me? But understand, you come on code red. I'm going to expect 100% compliance out of you. I will expect you to lose your weight. I will expect you to follow the rules. I will expect you to comply with the program guidelines. And I do not want to hear one single bit of arguing from you. Not one second. I'm not going to tolerate it. I don't have time for that. I don't have the energy. I'm not putting my coaches through that. We love you. We want you. But when you're ready... Only when you're ready, because that's the only way you can handle this, because losing weight is hard, and you're going to want to give up, but I will not accept that from you. You're a code red rebel. You don't stick your head in the sand and act like it ain't happening, because it's happening, and we're going to face it head on together. Learning is important, but unlearning is important. You guys, good to talk to you. Have a good one. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. Do you have a question that you'd like me to answer raw and uncut on the podcast? Then all you have to do is head over to Apple Podcast on your phone or computer and do three simple things. Leave a rating and review telling me what you think of the podcast 
And in that review, ask anything you want related to health, weight loss, or mindset. And if you want a shout out, leave your Instagram handle or name. That's all. Then listen in to hear your question answered live, raw, and uncut on the next Q&A episode. So I'll see you on the next episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle.